Well, I hope that you've had a good week. I hope that you're doing well and the weather has been better and the sunshine makes us feel like it really is spring, right? Amen. And so we're just praying this weather will continue and we'll enjoy it. Well, if you have your Bibles, would you turn to Mark chapter 4? The Gospel of Mark chapter 4, and we'll be starting from verse 35. And if you are able to, would you please stand as we read God's Word? Mark chapter 4, starting from verse 35 says, as evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him, shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and waves obey him. Let us pray. Father, indeed we thank you that truly we can say how great is our God. Lord, you are so awesome. You are so powerful. And we're reminded over and over in your word of truly how awesome you are. And so, God, we pray that you would open up our hearts and our minds to hear from you, that your Holy Spirit would speak to us and that you would have your way. And so, God, may you come and fall fresh on this place. May you help speak and move, and we pray that you would help us as your people to be obedient, to respond to your word. And so we commit this time into your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Feel free to be seated. Jesus and his disciples were in Capernaum, and now they had gotten into the boat to go to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And while they got into the boat and started, everything seemed fine. The situation seemed okay. Everything seemed calm. When all of a sudden, when suddenly this fierce storm began to brew, And not only was it a a raining storm, but it says that the wind blew, the waves were, were so high, and the boat began to fill with water. Now, keep in mind that this was a very scary situation for the disciples. Even though a lot of them had been fishermen and they had been used to being on a boat, this was a scary situation. Because things were blowing, they were, you know, all over the place. Imagine what that situation would have been like. Imagine how, you know, you were not expecting a storm, and all of a sudden, this storm comes and rocks this boat, and now you're thinking that you're not going to make it. 
They were so scared, they were terrified, they were worried, they were overwhelmed, they were afraid, which were all natural reactions to the situation that they were in. It was natural for them to feel the way that they were feeling because they really thought that they were about to die. Then we have Jesus, who was there taking a nap. In the midst of all that was happening, in the midst of this storm, he was sleeping. Now keep in mind, they were on a small boat. This wasn't a cruise ship, right? where you can be sleeping soundly and not even know what's happening. They were on a boat, yet Jesus was sleeping peacefully there. Have you ever been in a situation like the disciples in your life? When all of a sudden, you know, things, things seem to be okay in your life. Things seem to be going well. Things, things seem to be working out. When all of a sudden, a storm of life hits. Something comes up unexpectedly. Something happens that you didn't know was going to happen or you didn't expect it to happen. Where you're hit with this storm in your life that just seems so overwhelming, so scary, so worrisome that you're not sure what's going to happen. Maybe that storm in your life has been the loss of a loved one. Maybe it's been an accident or an illness. Maybe that storm in your life has been the loss of a job position. Maybe it's been what has happened during this time of pandemic. Maybe that storm in your life has been a result of a, a broken relationship or a failed marriage. Maybe it's been family problems or issues that you've been having with your children or grandchildren. Maybe that storm in your life has simply been a tough decision or temptations that continue to come your way. Maybe that storm for you represents disappointment. Maybe it represents tragedy that you face. Maybe it's been a financial issue or burden that you've been facing. You see, my friends, whatever the storm is in your life, we all face them. We all go through them at different points in life to different degrees. And sometimes those storms come where, you know, it seems manageable and you see that you're going to get through. But there are times where those storms in life come, like what the disciples experienced, where it just seems so overwhelming that you ask yourself, are we going to make it through? Are we going to get through this? How is it going to be possible to get through this and this is the the situation that the disciples found themselves in where this wasn't just a normal storm but it was roaring the wind and the waves were crashing the boat was filling with water and they go to Jesus because they didn't know what else to do but yet he was sleeping peacefully the disciples were afraid, and the truth is that there are times in our life where we will be afraid, where you have been afraid, where right now maybe you are afraid because of what's happening, because of the situation that you found yourself in. But you can be assured that you will make it to the other side. 
you will make it to the other side. You see, Jesus was with them in the boat, and even before that, he's the one who said to them, notice in verse 35, Jesus said to the disciples, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. He's the one who said to them, now keep in mind, we know that God knows all things and he knows beginning to end. And I believe that Jesus already knew that this storm was going to come. Even before he sent them out, even before they went, Jesus already knew what was going to come their way. But yet he said, let's go over to the other side. So he sends them knowing that this storm was going to come, but also knowing that he was going to be with them in that boat. My friends, when you feel discouraged, when you feel overwhelmed, when you feel panicked and afraid, when you feel like you're not going to make it through, remember that not only is Jesus with you, he will help make it through the other side. He will help you make it through to the other side. You see, sometimes as Christians, we may have this uh, idea in our minds that simply because we have Jesus, that means that no problems will ever come our way. Simply because we are Christian and we go to church and we pray and we read our Bible and we give our tithe and we're nice to people and we do all the things that we should do that will be exempt from any trials or tribulations that come our way. There are people who believe that. But my friends, the simple truth is that as Christians, we are not exempt. We will go through trials and sometimes it may seem like we go through harsher trials than everyone else. But what we do have is the peace of God with us. What we do have is the assurance that God says that I am with you always. That I will not leave you. And to know that God is on your side is enough. To know that Jesus is with you no matter where you go, no matter what happens, gives us peace for today it gives us hope for tomorrow and the days to come. Know that you will make it through to the other side. And this is a simple truth, but yet I believe that sometimes we need to encourage ourselves and remind ourselves of that. That sometimes when we go through these difficult trials and we see no end in sight, when we don't know what's going to happen, we can easily forget and wonder, God, where are you? But remind yourself that he's right there with you. He is right there with you. And some of you can testify that you've made it already through to the other side. That you have seen God at work in your life. And you see, the Bible tells us to forget not all his benefits. Or in other words, don't forget what God has already done in your life. Because when we remind ourselves of the goodness of God, then we remind ourselves that if he's been faithful before, he will be faithful again. That if he's come through for us before, that he certainly will not leave us now. And so the disciples were scared. They were scared, they were terrified because of the difficulty that they were going through. But yet Jesus knew that this storm was going to come. You see, there are times in life where we may wonder why. 
God, why am I going through this? Why am I going through this difficult time? Why am I experiencing this storm or this trial in my life? And you see, God does not want us to live in fear. God doesn't want us to to continue to question over and over again and live in fear because of what we're experiencing. He wants us to live free and to live with confidence that he is right there with us. And when we can ask that question of why, why am I going through that? I believe that the songwriter put it so beautifully when he said, if I never had a problem, I wouldn't know that God could solve them. I wouldn't know what faith in God could do. Through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. You see, what Jesus wanted, and not only wanted, but expected from his disciples, was that they would have faith. That they would believe that if Jesus brought them this far, he wasn't going to just leave them. And some of you need to be reminded of that. That if God has brought you this far, he is not going to leave you. But what he wants is for you to trust him. You see, the disciples did not get into the boat themselves and do their own thing. It was Jesus who told them, let's cross to the other side. And sometimes I think because we choose to do our own thing, then we need to be rescued. Because we choose to do our own thing, we sometimes suffer the consequences of that. Because God didn't tell us to do it. Because God didn't say it was time yet. Because God didn't tell us to get into the boat yet. But see, when we wait on him and his timing, and we know that this is what he wants us to do, then we can trust that if he has put us there, he will see us through. He will help you get to the other side. That even when the waters roar, even when the waves seem to be overwhelming and crashing, even when things seem to be going wrong in your life, encourage yourself that you will make it through. You will get to the other side. Something to keep in mind is that a storm always has an end. A storm always has an end. You see, what you're going through right now or what you may be going through in the future will not last forever, but there will be an end in sight. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. It will not last forever. It will not last forever. Hold on to the promises that God has made. Hold on because you will get to the other side. You will make it. Something interesting for you also to keep in mind is if you read the story further, if you read on, you'll notice that Jesus and his disciples were crossing over to the other side in order to get to the region of the Gerasenes. And if you know this story or if you read it, you see that it was there that Jesus freed a man who was possessed by demons. And in this man's possession, he was isolated and he was alone. And Jesus went to go and free this man and for the disciples to also witness God's power and authority in this situation. And when I read that and I see 
you know, the reason that they were crossing over to the other side, it was for a great task. It was for such a great reason. And I think to myself, there are times in life where God sends us, where he calls us, where he places us in a situation because he wants us to fulfill a calling, a mission, a task. And the devil doesn't want it to be easy. And there are times where trials will come our way, where issues will come up, where storms will happen. But what is waiting for us on the other side is so much greater. And so press on. Don't give up. Because the thing that God has called you to do, you see, anything worth doing is not going to be easy. But it will be worth it. The disciples were there to witness God's power firsthand at work. And there was a reason that they were crossing over. You will make it to the other side. You see, another thing to keep in mind is that God doesn't cause our problems, but he allows them to happen. God is not the cause of your problems. Because sometimes when we're going through difficulties, we may feel that God is the reason that he's the one who did this, that he's the one that's causing this. No, God doesn't cause them, but he does allow them. He allows certain things to happen. And if you read the story of Job, you see that before Satan could do anything to Job, he had to get God's permission. You see, God gives permission to Satan in order to tempt us and test us and go through trials, but he only goes as far as God will allow because God knows what you're able to take. God knows what you're able to bear. And when it seems so unbearable, know that God will not put you in a situation. God will not give you something that you're not able to bear. And you are more than conquerors in Christ. That you are able to endure and to face more than you think you are. That you are able to do so much more because you have God in you and greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God knows what you can bear. He knows what you can take. He knows what you're capable and not capable of. So trust that if you're going through something, God sees why. He sees that you're able. Trust him. Hold on to him. Depend on him to take you through. James chapter 1 verse 3 says, For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. You know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. You see, the storms in life come to develop us, not to destroy us. God allows storms to come into our life to develop us, to develop our faith, to develop our character, to develop our trust in him, not to destroy us. That's not God's intentions. And at times it may seem like they're going to destroy us, but trust that he will not allow that. You see, our heavenly father knows what you're able to take and he will help you to face those things. And when we're going through issues, the reality is that oftentimes we feel pressed. We feel squeezed. We feel like we're being put really through the ringer. But here's something to think about. 
In order for wine to be made, the grape has to be squeezed. In order for olive oil to be produced, the olive has to be squeezed. In order for lemon juice to come out, the lemon has to be squeezed. You see, the, the squeezing that you may be enduring right now is not to destroy you, but it's to develop you into something even greater that God has for you. What you are going through right now, trust that God has a purpose. He has a reason of why he's allowing it. He has a reason for allowing you to go through what you are. And as Cindy read the, the, the scripture earlier and, and the Bible verse about Paul with the thorn in his flesh, maybe we need to start asking God to show us why we're going through it and to help us to learn from this experience. Learn to ask God to teach you what he wants you to know through this experience, through this trial. Trials come to make us stronger. They come to help our faith grow and to develop in him. And so many of you have told us about how you've gone through difficult times in life, but it has helped you to trust God even more. It has helped you to depend on him when you didn't know where else to turn. It helped you to depend on him because he was the only one who you could call on and depend on. You see, the storms that God allows us to go through, he doesn't intend for us to be destroyed, but he wants to develop our faith and trust in him. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it tells us that we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Use these trials to grow closer to the Lord. Use these trials to depend on him and help him. You see, as Christians, walk in the power and the authority that we have in Jesus' name. Walk in that power. So many of us walk around defeated. So many of us walk around like we're, we're losing this battle when God has already said that we have victory in Jesus. We have victory in him. And the Bible tells us that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Why? Because God is fighting for us. He is on our side. And when we go through difficult times, we can know that he is with us. He is on your side. The storms that you are going through are there to draw you closer, are there to develop your faith, are there to help you call on God and see his power at work. I often ask myself, if Jesus knew that the disciples were getting into the boat and they were going to the other side, why didn't he wait until after the storm had passed? Why didn't he wait until after he knew the storm was over for them to go to the other side? Because certainly the, the man who was possessed by demons was still going to be there, right? He wasn't going anywhere. He was still going to be there. So why not wait? There are times where God does certain things so that we will be able to witness firsthand his power and his authority. 
when he said to the wind and the waves, be still. When he said to them to stop, the disciples witnessed this. Witness God's power at work. May God speak to your situation. May he speak to your storm. May he speak and may he say as he said to the wind and the waves, be still. May the storms in your life be still in Jesus' name. May you experience God's power and his authority at work. How great is our God. How great is he. So the disciples were terrified. They couldn't understand how in the midst of the storm that Jesus could be sleeping. Even though Jesus was sleeping, because remember, he was in a human state, and so he needed the rest and and food and all of the things that we do as humans. But at the same time, because he was also fully God, he fully knew everything that was happening. And so even though Jesus was sleeping, he was still fully aware of the situation that was happening. Isn't it good to know that we serve a God who neither slumber nor sleeps. We serve a God who doesn't take a break and who doesn't turn away, but we serve a God who is fully aware of everything that we go through. The psalmist says, where can I go from your presence? Where can I flee from you? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. God sees all that you are going through. He is there. He's ever present in our times of need. He is there for us and he sees exactly what we're going through. Jesus knew what the disciples were going through and he wanted to see their faith in action. That's why he asked, do you still have no faith? And I ask you today, my friends, with all that you're going through, with all that you've gone through, with what you're currently experiencing, Jesus asked, do you still have no faith? Do you still not trust me? Do you still not know that I am more than able? Do you still not have faith? You see, one of the things that the disciples failed to realize, even though they were so afraid, was that Jesus was right there with them. And so there was no reason for them to be afraid. Make sure that Jesus is with you. Make sure that he has gotten in your boat. Make sure that you have invited him along for the journey of life. You see, when we make sure that Jesus is there, then we don't have to fear, we just have to trust him. The fact that Jesus was with them should have been enough, but of course, in their humanness, they were still worried and afraid. One of the most important things that we can ever make sure of in this life is that Jesus is with us, is that Jesus is there. And some people may think, well, he's already there. I don't have to invite him. I don't have to tell him. No, you see, Jesus isn't going to force himself upon us. He's not going to force his way into our boat, into our life, into our situation. He wants us to invite him in. He wants us to acknowledge our need for him and to truly recognize him for who he is. And so I ask you, is Jesus in your boat? 
Have you invited him into your life? Are you trusting in him? Is he part of your everyday journey? Because Jesus doesn't want to just be on your boat ride to church on Sunday and then for you to drop him off and live the way that you want. He wants to stay in your boat every single day. And it's not enough for us to say that we know of Jesus. It's not enough for us to say that our families know of him or know him, but we need him for ourselves. Make sure that Jesus is with you. If Jesus is with you, then you know that he's not going to let you perish. Psalm 46 verses 1 and 3, 1 to 3 says, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, we will not fear, and the mountains quake with their surging. You see, when we have Jesus with us, then we don't need to be afraid because we know that he will see us through. We know that he will help us, and we will be able to witness firsthand his miracle-working power, his power and authority in our life. Some of you have already witnessed that power. Some of you have never seen it, but he wants to show it to you. He wants you to trust him enough to have faith and believe that he is more than able. He wants us to strengthen our faith through all that we go through to depend on him more and more. You see, some of you have seen God provide when you didn't have enough. Some of you have seen God heal when the doctor said it just wasn't possible. Some of you have seen God come through when you didn't know that there was a possible way for him to make a way. Some of you have seen God's faithfulness over and over and over in your life. Trust that he will continue. Trust that he will help you. Trust that he will help you Get through what you're going through. In closing, my question to you is, do you have him? Do you have him? Have you invited him into your boat? Have you acknowledged him as your Savior and Lord? Are you trusting in Jesus? Are you having confidence knowing that because he is in your boat, you will get to the other side? The storm is not there to destroy you, but it's there to develop you. And we can invite Jesus into our boat if he's not ready in it. We can invite him into our life. We can invite him to be part of our life and to stay and know that he will walk with us day by day. Maybe right now there's a raging storm happening in your own life. Maybe right now you're going through something that nobody else knows is, go, is going on in your life. Maybe you think you have it under control and you're trying your best to manage all that's coming at you by digging your way out of the water and throwing the buckets over. But maybe you need to say, God, help me. I can't do this alone. God, help me. Because I know that with you on my side, I will make it through. 
And so maybe today you need to surrender once again and say, God, I give it to you. I give you my situation. I give you my family. I give you my finances. I give you my future and my job and my children and all that I am. I lay my life down and I give you my heart because he wants our hearts. He wants to know that we are his and he wants to know that we have fully surrendered our life to him. And so today can be that day where you make that decision to invite Jesus into your life and know that no matter what you go through, he is right there with you. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that despite the storms that come our way, despite the trials that we may face and the things that we may go through, we thank you that you are a God who is ever-present. We thank you that you understand and that you know you do not slumber or sleep, but you are there. And so, God, we pray that you would come once again and that you would speak to our situation, that you would speak into our lives and that you would say, quiet, that you would say, be still, that you would help, Lord, the things that we are going through. Lord, may we trust you because we have seen your goodness. May we trust you because we know that your plans are to prosper us and not to harm us. We know that you will never allow us to go through more than we can bear. We thank you that you are love and that you desire to draw us close to you. And so, God, I pray for my brothers and sisters that you would help overwhelm them with your peace, that you would help them throughout the storm that they're going through right now or that they may go through in the future to trust you and to know that it won't last forever, but that you will see them through. And so, God, we thank you for the victory that we have in Jesus. And I pray for some today who do not know you, who haven't invited you into their hearts and lives, that, God, you would come and move upon them by the power of your spirit, that you would help them to know that they need you, God, we can't do this journey of life alone, and we weren't intended to do it alone. And so, God, may you truly change their hearts. May you truly help them to invite you in and to make that decision for themselves. And we thank you for that confidence that when you are with us, we do not have to fear. And so we thank you, oh God, for who you are. We thank you for your power and for your authority. We thank you that you are greater, that you are bigger than anything our minds could ever imagine or comprehend in this life. And as you amaze the disciples for them to ask, who is this man? That you would leave us in awe and wonder when we reflect on your glory, when we reflect on your majesty, when we reflect on who you are when we reflect on the truth that you have loved us so much and you love us so much that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for us. And so we thank you for your amazing grace. We thank you for your amazing love and your sacrifice. We thank you for your love for us that held us to the cross. And as Lord, we prepare our hearts and our minds to receive this communion to receive this Lord's Supper, 
God, we pray that you would help us to truly thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you that we can celebrate our faith together as brothers and sisters in Christ because of what you've done. That you took our punishment, that you took our guilt and our shame and all that we are. And in exchange, you gave us forgiveness. In exchange, you gave us eternal life. In exchange, you gave us peace and the promise that you will never leave us. And so, Lord, we thank you. We thank you. May you quiet our hearts. Lord, I pray that you would come and cleanse us. That you would renew in us a right spirit. That, Lord, you would... Forgive us for the things that we have done wrong, for the times that we have turned our backs on you, for the times that we haven't trusted you, and that truly you would forgive us. And so today, God, may you come and make us new. We thank you that when we are in you, the old has gone and the new has come. And so speak to your people today. May your Holy Spirit come and have your way in the powerful name of Jesus, we pray.